You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to the latest episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And you know when we talk offseason, we are talking free agency in a lot of ways. You caught the episode a couple weeks ago. We talked about A.J. Green, the super talented wide receiver. And this week, wanted to talk about running backs. And uh, rather than me just talk about running backs by myself today, figured we'd bring in Sean Murphy, one of our contributors at buffalorumblings.com. Sean, how are you doing today? All right, Anthony. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. You know, it's funny. I was thinking of future topics for the podcast, wanted to get into some of those free agent running backs, and we were going back and forth on the Slack channel, and and you had really started to already put a lot of this information together. And for me, it was great to see because I think we're probably all in agreement that the Bills are going to look to add somewhat of a complimentary back to Devin Singletary for 2020, don't you think? Yeah, they've got to. I mean, we all love Frank Gore. He's one of the best dudes I've ever seen in my life. I mean, to for an 87-year-old man to run around as well as he did, he did a great job for us. But they've uh, they've got to add some pop there. And uh, the the administration, the McBean administration, has signed at least one every offseason that they've been here. So I, I would imagine that they're going to look at somebody. Well, I think it's always interesting too, right? And for many people in the fantasy football community, you always want to see that lead back that gets the majority of the touches. So you know when you set your lineup each Sunday that you've got someone that is going to get the lion's share. But I think as you look at teams across the NFL now, it is more of having that one-two punch at running back. And I know for Buffalo Bills fans, right, we can talk all the way back to Thurman Thomas and Kenneth Davis, and many of us remember that duo fondly. But it does seem to be more of a trend where teams have two backs in place that can really carry that burden. And there's still plenty of touches to go around. Yeah, I mean, there are really I I can't remember the exact numbers, but because I am a fantasy football nerd and I remember trying to get my commissioner to change some of the rules because that's what I do. I'm the I'm the squeaky wheel. So I'm the guy (laughs) that he always gets annoyed with. But I, I remember looking and they I feel like the way that we look at running backs from a fantasy perspective, I mean, 15, 20 years ago. There were guys, there were like 12 to 15 dudes who were averaging between 18 and 23 touches a week. Now that number is really only down to eight, nine guys. And really, you've got your Zeke's and your your Saquon Barkley's. Um, but most of the league is built with guys like look at what New Orleans did with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. They find two great guys in the draft that complement each other. And all of a sudden, they're phenomenal together. So if you look at Buffalo with Singletary... They do. They just need to add a guy that goes with him. Even as you mentioned with Thurman and Kenneth Davis, Thurman was carrying the ball 300, 350 times a year. Like that dude touched the ball all the time. And Davis was out there for 80 carries, something like like 25 percent of his workload. So they they could use that additional guy that just makes Singletary that much more effective when he's on the field. And Sean, tell me if you agree with this, too. I think a lot of the conversation. 
conversations we have, right? We look at it and say the Bills need to add another running back, whether it's in the draft, free agency, but it's not one of those pieces where there's not a lack of confidence in Devin Singletary. For me, at least, it's really just identifying that this is a trend of you need these two backs, one in case someone gets banged up, but to keep those fresh legs throughout a game. But it sounds like you agree. Yeah, 100%. I I don't know that this is speculation, but I don't think that the coaching staff views Singletary as being a guy who can get 20, 25 touches a game because they didn't use him that way. uh, When clearly by the season's end, he was the guy who needed to have the ball. So I I think that there's even some hesitation on their end um, to to make him that guy, that centerpiece. So I I do, I, I agree that it's, it's not necessarily a, a lack of confidence in Singletary. I think it's just kind of how the league is going, that they'd rather have a two-headed monster than just one guy. Now, it does seem like there's a few <clears throat> options out there, right? And and I, at least for one, I think if I look at it, I, I will expect the Buffalo Bills to go the free agent route because, I mean, let's be honest, you can look at Singletary. He'll be in his second season of the NFL. Or are you going to have a second-year player? and a first-year player really is your two primary backs. You know, I I think they value that, call it that veteran leadership in the running back room that they did Mm -hmm. get from Frank Gore and assuming he doesn't come back. So you started to put this list together for buffalorumblings.com, and and I want to run through some of these names with you here. Because I think some of them are probably wicked long shots and other ones um, I I think there's, there's probably, you know, at least going to be, let's call it just some mutual um, interest, I guess, from, yeah. from that standpoint. So Matt Braid is the first one that jumps off the page to me from the San Francisco 49ers, going to be a restricted free agent. That is the guy that I guess I would say I had on the top of my list from everyone you included here. Why don't you kind of talk to me a little bit about his situation? And he was the first one that you listed in the article. Yeah, he was. I'm with you. I listed him first. I mean, bias you called me out on it because I, that's the guy I really want to see them sign depending upon what San Francisco chooses to do with the restricted free agent tenders. I mean, they have, they have $23 million locked up next year, uh, in running backs. And that's assuming that they keep Tevin Coleman under contract and assuming that they keep Kyle use the fullback under contract. Um, which to me makes it almost impossible for them to bring, Breda back, especially when they've been rotating between Coleman and Breda and Mostert. I mean, Mostert just ran for 220 yards and four, was it four touchdowns this weekend? It was, it was. Yeah. You don't need to pay to bring Breda back. So I think he's as good as gone. I don't even think they're going to bother tendering him to be honest, because you you can't put him at the second round tender at the first round tender, because then you're going to pay him $3 million or $4 million to be in a timeshare with two other running backs who are making at least $5 million. So then when you look at Breda, uh, just his, his abilities, everything he does from being a part-time guy, he has some special teams experience. Um, he is a younger dude. He's a good receiver. He's explosive. I think that, that if you're looking as a split between Singletary and another guy on the free agent market, that's that's the guy to bring in here. 
Well, and when you take a look at it and, and pulling from your article here, and I think it's it's good thing to note, you talk about him being a restricted free agent, right? So that means the original round tender, an undrafted free agent, if the 49ers did want to sign him, you've got it here, it would be $2.1 million. Right. If they did want to give him a second round tender, you're talking almost $3.3 million or a first round tender of almost 4.7. So Again, with the investment that they have in the running back position, that is certainly a guy worth monitoring. And and again, I think you could look at it and say things are very crowded there in the backfield in San Francisco. Of course, they're going to be playing in the Super Bowl and who knows what what happens there and, and what he may may do against the, the Chiefs and, and how that can, you know, call change his sentiment, let's say, right. if you end up winning the Super Bowl or not. But uh, that was a guy that was at the top of my list, and it was great to see that he was at the top of yours as well. Yeah, that's that's a talented guy. And, I mean, if you're looking to bring in a guy who maybe doesn't have the track record of having been a number one, that can be something in negotiations where you can sit down and say, hey, you know, we're not going to give you Derrick Henry money. We're not going to give you even a guy like Carlos Hyde who may fetch uh, a little bit of money because he's proven to be a big guy. And even though he's turned, he's 29 years old, he may, he's shown that he can pound the rock 240 times. Let's turn so, the conversation to Hyde next, right? Because that's who you had next on your list. Obviously Bill's fans familiar with him from the, you know, the game against the Houston Texans in the uh, playoffs, the, the but... game that shall not be named. Yeah. I can't <laughs> even think about that anymore. Sorry about that. But, you know, from <laughs> from this standpoint, too, right, you talk about someone like Hyde and here's an interesting guy, right, that you can honestly say has not lived up to his potential in the NFL. But then he comes onto the scene during the 2019 season and whether it was just an offense that knew how to use him, maybe a better opportunity, whatever it may be, right, goes over a thousand yards with the Texans. Now he finds himself, albeit that he's going to be turning 30 years old. But, uh, you know, being a free agent coming off one of his most productive seasons. Yeah. And that's that's kind of been the joke, right? That that I mean, he's 30 years old. So Bean's got to be looking at him like, hey, that's my running back. Give me the older guy. But it, he, he has that feel of somebody who fits Buffalo's offense. He's tough between the tackles. Um, he hasn't been used much as a receiver, but he did show that he can do it. Uh, even, you know, catching the touchdown pass, uh, the first one. Uh, from Deshaun Watson in the playoff game. Um, he's the kind of guy who may be on a two-year deal, $6 million. You know, you only guarantee him two or three mil. And then you see how things go in that first year. Bean has been outstanding about front-loading deals um, and making contracts easy to get out of on the back end. So I, I could see them looking at him. He's not somebody I would like to see Buffalo sign, but he feels like a guy that this – administration would like for that veteran presence, for that possibility of of just coming in and, and being a guy who's seen a lot to, to help Singletary in processing some stuff as he grows into the, the player I think he's going to be, which is a great one. Now, speaking of guys that have seen a lot, you've also got Adrian Peterson on the list. And, yes. and this is a guy, right, again, you can talk about the illustrious career that he has had. He continues to um, perform right at the NFL level, despite being 34 years of age. Um, but with all of this said, right, is this someone that you think Brandon Bean and the Bills would truly consider? Honestly, not even a little bit. And, and okay. there's a second there's a second guy on that list, too, who I, I'm sure that most of us know already who, for character reasons, they're not going to look at is Kareem Hunt either. I mean, anytime that you've got guys who have 
shown themselves willing to assault some of the most vulnerable people of women, of children, of anything like that. And in, in Peterson's case, too, um, showed zero remorse for it. I mean, there was an article that came out either in 2018 or 2019 when they asked him about uh, disciplining his kids. And he still said, yeah, I, I hit my kid with a belt. And that that's just not somebody from a, a personality standpoint that I think we'd want to see. From a football standpoint, the guy could probably still help, but I, I don't see the Bills pursuing him in, in any way, shape, or form. Now, a guy on the list that I do like, and I think he fits a number of, um, I guess you could say, the qualifications, and and a guy, he's going to be 26 next year, Jordan Howard, right? We've, we've seen some great things from Jordan Howard <clears throat> with the Chicago Bears and with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, with him, being available as a free agent, you note him as a buy low candidate. And I think it's someone worth, you know, having a conversation with here too. Yeah. He's a good football player. I mean, that, that first year of his, um, that, that was a really nice little thunder and lightning style backfield between him, uh, and Tariq Cohen in Chicago, <clears throat> excuse me. And then as, uh, as Howard started to struggle a little bit and Cohen cooked more carries, you could see the bears kind of give up on him. But the guy was having a really solid year in Philadelphia. Uh, of course, he saved his his best game for when Philly blew the wheels off of Buffalo uh, back in, I said, what was it, early November? I tried to forget that game, too. But um, he's a guy who I think you plug him in, and if he's helping Singletary out, he's the kind of guy who can eat carries, gets you a ton of yards. He's dependable. He doesn't really fumble. He's a good receiver out of the backfield, like – if not Breda, if they're scared off by the restricted tender that comes on there, Howard is my number two on this list. Well, and again, Howard's someone that I think you look at it and say, okay, right now, 25 years old, doesn't turn 26 until November, yeah. you know, has some tread on the tires, but not too much. And, and you look at it and you have seen enough success that has come from him that it's, um, you know, it's not too much of a gamble, right? I mean, this is someone that's a bit of a, a proven commodity, I guess you could say. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that he would, as a result, command a bit more money than say a guy like Hyde. Uh, or a guy like Breda, but uh, to keep harping on 49ers running backs, you look at Tevin Coleman got two years and $8 million after having been in a timeshare with Devonta Freeman. Uh, in the year prior, the Niners had given Jarek McKinnon a four-year deal at $22 million. So if you're looking at a four-year deal for a guy like Howard at somewhere between eight and $20 million, that's not a bad investment in a guy who's, who's going to touch the ball, you know, if he carries the ball 140 times, maybe makes 20 receptions, that's, that's a guy who's going to help the offense. So I, I think that's something that the Bills uh, will and should look into. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. 
Real Traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Now, the one more guy on the list here. Very intriguing because, again, Bill's fans are familiar with Kenyon Drake, right? His time with the Miami Dolphins, what, what he did with them. But now, all of a sudden, he gets traded to the Cardinals and absolutely blows up down the stretch this season. Um, obviously, perfect timing for him and a contract year and everything that comes with that. But, you know, as you look at this, I mean, what type of contract is someone like Drake truly going to to command here? He He's an interesting guy because he probably, aside from a guy like Derrick Henry, Drake is probably going to be the most pursued of the running backs. So if, if you're thinking that Henry is going to get your big-time feature-back deal, like a Le'Veon Bell-type contract, um, Drake is probably going to get something close to that, depending on how people view him. Because if they view him as that inconsistent guy from Miami, they might not be as apt to shell out the money. I, I think he's going to be out of Buffalo's range, personally. I mean, I could see him getting somewhere like probably 30 mil, four years, five years, but I, he's somebody at least worth checking in on because that, that's a good ball player. And he did, like you said, he blew up in Arizona. Now, from your perspective, when you look at this, right? So let's say that you're Brandon Bean, obviously free agency takes place before the draft. We've heard talk, whether you're listening to other podcasts, radio, just chatter amongst fans thinking, Hey, do you take a third, fourth, fifth round pick, try to get another Devin Singletary to pair with Devin Singletary or do you find yourself in a position where you say, listen, let's go the free agency route. Let's lock this up before we even get to the draft, because, you know, you can check that box, I guess, off the list before you have to wait till the draft in April. Well, th this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but I think that Bean went shopping for this year's running back position last year when he signed TJ Yeldon. And I, I think Yeldon as a receiver is a perfect complement to what Singletary does as a runner, which if you go in with them as one and two, you could then spend a late round draft pick on a guy like AJ Dillon from, uh, from Boston college, who's just a, a man child or somebody else in the middle rounds. that will just help. You know what, Sean, you were right. That is not a popular opinion. <laughs> Good as you look at it. It is interesting with someone like Yeldon, though, right? I mean, didn't didn't get a, a, a ton of opportunity with the Bills this year. Um, but let's see. It looks like he was active for six games, only got yeah. touches in three games. So, you know, it's hard to say, oh, Yeldon is is this or that. But, you know, obviously someone that is under contract for the 2020 season as well um, and, you know, would be that – call it that third down receiving type back more of what he was in his time with the Jaguars. And I think many people may forget that, you know, Hey, Yeldon, you know, playing in 14 games with the Jaguars in 2018, 55 receptions for almost 500 yards. You know, that's not a bad season as a complimentary back. No. Yeah. He's, he's a good player. And I think he, he fumbled in a preseason game and he fumbled uh, when Buffalo played Cincinnati. And I think those first like two real quick looks kind of soured a lot of people on him. And I, I will admit 
openly. And I'm, I'm not related to TJ Yeldon. I don't know his family. I'm not his agent. <laughs> but but I am higher on Yeldon than a lot of other people are. I think that he's the kind of guy, especially with what Dabble likes to do offensively. Um, a lot of this no huddle stuff is really all based on just catching guys defensively in personnel packages that they don't like to be in. So the more that you can stay with that basic no substitutions type deal, I, I think that it goes and works out. And Yeldon's a guy who can work as an outside receiver. You can put him in the slot. You can put him in the backfield. He's He's got some versatility there. So I think that with a lot of the other holes on this roster, like I'd rather see the Bills spend big money on Yannick Ngakwe and a wide receiver. I mean, Corey Giacovelli and I keep joking about how we would like drive the Brinks truck to Amari Cooper's house ourselves and, <laughs> and sign that guy. But it's obviously those are two pipe dreams, but I'd rather see them spend big on those two spots and kind of go in with the running backs that they have add a compliment through the draft, call it a day. Now, one guy that you didn't include, and I'm assuming because he falls into that same type of category, is Melvin Gordon, who was a hot name around the trade deadline as someone that there was some speculation that uh, the Bills may have some interest. I think it was Mark Sessler from NFL.com who, yes. you know, just I think it's one of those like, hey, what trade makes sense? Melvin Gordon to the Bills makes sense. I don't think it was anything that, you know, a rumor of something that was going to happen. But that's not a name that you um you included as a as a profile. You did touch base on him in the article here. But why don't you talk to me a little bit about Melvin Gordon and your thoughts with uh, with not including him on the list, I guess you could say. It really it's it's all about the Benjamins there, man. I just don't think that that Buffalo is going to be willing to pony up the contract that a guy like Gordon is going to demand and uh, probably is going to receive. Because, I mean, you could make the argument that he was outplayed by his backup, uh, Austin Eckler, out in L.A., uh, but he is still a young dude who is a great receiver, who is an electric runner. Uh, no pun intended, given that he's from the Chargers. Sorry, I'll be here all day. But he uh, he's he is a guy who I think could help Buffalo. But I think they're going to call him up. And if you offer him, you know, you offer him twenty five million dollars, he's going to his agent's going to laugh while hanging up. So I, I think he's going to be looking for something in the he's probably going to want something in the 50 million range and have to settle for something in the 40 million range. But I, I think that either way, that's that's too many shekels for the for the bills to shell out. One last guy we forgot to uh, I skipped over and it's interesting and I skipped over because it looks like a lot of the readers at Buffalo Rumblings did as well. Right. You asked the question. You had the poll on the site. Which free agent running back should the Bills sign to replace Frank Gore? Only right. getting one percent of the vote was Peyton Barber. Right. So you think for for everybody that um, that participated, almost thirty five hundred votes, he only got one percent of the votes. And I'm, I'm kind of curious with that, because, again, I think it's one of those situations where you want someone with some experience, you want someone with a bit of a name. But along the same lines, you're really not looking to pay somebody uh, right. big, big dollars as a as a running back. What's your take on Barber? And is that someone that maybe you should keep an eye on as a uh, call it a low cost option for the bills? Well, Barber is, and I, I looked at it because I, I was confused because he's had weeks. And like I said in the article, if you play fantasy football, you or someone you know has been negatively affected by rolling the dice on Peyton Barber and having him carry the ball eight times for seven yards 
and then like drop a pass. And then all of a sudden Ronald Jones comes in and runs for 60 and a touchdown. Uh, so I looked at Tampa Bay's rushing offense and no one has averaged four yards a carry for that team or that right. team has not averaged four yards a carry since I think it was 2015. So, so to hold that against Barber, that tells me that there's got to be something either in the scheme or the offensive line uh, that's, that's holding these guys back. You can't have as many running backs as they've gone through. I mean, Doug Martin ran for 1,400 yards as a rookie, and then the next year dealt with some injuries and, and averaged like three a carry, and then all of a sudden was out of the league in a couple of years. Right. So unless Tampa Bay has been so bad at evaluating running backs, so there's got to be some other environmental factor here. So if you're talking like veterans minimum, some sort of one year deal where you just want to have another body, I think you could do a lot worse than rolling the dice on a guy like Barber, who probably has a lot to prove and would like to show that these, you know, 150 carries for, for 470 yard seasons isn't what he really is. Sean, with that being said, I think that pretty much wraps up the conversation for us today. Before you do go, why don't you tell everybody where they can find your work on your social media, whatever it may be. Tell the listeners where they can find everything you've been working on these days. Oh, I am the most boring social media person on planet Earth. So if if you want to know all about uh, Walk Hill High School's varsity softball team, you can follow me on Twitter. But otherwise, just uh, check in at Buffalo Rumblings, and that is where I'm pouring my heart and soul out for for mrw and the crew man it's it's a great group that we've got i love it well we say it all the time right buffalorumblings.com it's got you covered for everything that you need and of course the buffalo rumblings podcast channel we appreciate you tuning in to breaking buffalo rumblings but make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all our great shows like buffalo rumblings q a the mafia mavens believe blitz bills circling the wagons the nick and nolan show we've got you covered every day throughout the week with great content. So we appreciate everybody tuning in. I'm Anthony Marino for Sean Murphy. We appreciate you joining us today. And as always, go Bills. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.